When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, well, well. Hello. Welcome to Pop Apologists. Lauren just fell, nearly fell, actually, getting into her chair to record. So it's going to be a miracle if we make it through today. I'm just falling all over myself, Chandler. So excited to have a betrothed Chandler on the podcast. Finally, we are two taken women. Okay. We're two honest women. I think this is a huge accomplishment for us. Finally, no uh, unpaid horrors, as Dr. Laura would call them on the podcast. We are 45 seconds in, and we are already dropping the WH word. I'm sorry to my future (laughs) in-laws. Let's just hope that none of our in-laws actually listen to this podcast. I, you know, honestly, I, I don't know if that's true for either of us, but you know, it's okay. I actually had a big dream last night that you got in a huge fight with your in-laws. My in-laws are so nice and I don't think they've ever been in a fight with anyone. So that would be, I know. you know, well, definitely for what it's sure. worth in the dream, you were being a raging bitch. <laughs> that's how and that they were in the right. <laughs> <laughs> that absolutely tracks. Anyways, welcome to the show. I just want to close the loop that the term unpaid whore is not something I came up with. I just remember always listening to Dr. Laura in the car with mom or dad. And that's what she referred to women who lived with their boyfriends as. Well, just because a woman, you know, with less class said it doesn't mean you need to repeat it. I guess I'm a paid whore. Oh, to talk to for a third time. <laughs> wow. A third time. We are now at the two minute mark. Okay. Well, let's, let's move forward. Let's... Did you have a good Labor Day weekend? Can I just say really quickly before we get to our LDWs? Yeah. Everyone, Chandler's full engagement tail is on the patreon so if you want to hear that i just think we should gloss over the fact that we're not talking about on the regular show because we already did on the patreon i was gonna i had a whole spiel prepared and i'll just get into it now okay get into it in case you've been living under a rock i'm engaged and i've been (laughs) engaged for the last week okay and i've been posting about it nonstop. and if you would like to hear the full story it's on the patreon Ben proposed while we were in Portugal. Many more details all on our Patreon. Yes, Lauren told me we have to monetize this. Yes, that is the point we were at. (laughs) Okay, then what happened? Here's what happens. I mean, this is my recollection, but it's just a timing thing. We record twice a week. 
we it's record true. what has happened in the past 72 hours. That's what we have to record on. So if the engagement falls after the regular episode and before we record the Patreon, we're recording about the engagement about the engagement for the Patreon. If it had become vice versa, we would have not recorded about the engagement for the like pre-recorded that and then done a regular episode. We are too lazy to pre-record sure. stuff. Okay. Well, I will also say then we are making the strategic choice to not re-record this or to redo the story on the regular. Unless That's you want me true. to do that, which I, I'm happy to regale no, you again. Wait. We are two business women. At the end of the day, we're two business women. Yes, we are betrothed women, but we are business women. Well, we're not regaling everyone with the story for another time because a lot of people listen to both episodes. So we can't double up the content. People will say, why did I sign we're up not, for the Patreon yeah. if I could got, could have waited and got this shit for free? Exactly. Exactly. Repeat content is a no-go for us. Is a I will no -go. say though, I do have new engagement news that I haven't shared yet and that I haven't monetized yet. It's off. You ready? We got to put that on it's Patreon if it's off. <laughs> still if you want to hear on. why Chandler and Ben broke up, all the details are on the Patreon. Just kidding. All the salacious details. No, <laughs> my ring is still on. Did you do a ring check like Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner? We'll get into that to later. see if you were to um, see if you were wearing to see your if ring. I was wearing it. Yeah, you know I didn't do a ring check this morning, but I will say on all the cute reels and teasers that are have been made for the show, your ring looks so cute. Oh, it looks yes, gorgeous. It Not Thank even cute. So cute is, so doesn't do it justice. It looks stunning. Thank so. you. Anyways, I have new engagement news. Okay, let's hear it. That you knew about. There was another surprise locked and loaded for me in the canon. And oh, I yeah. had no clue when we recorded on Friday that Friday night, my best friends were going to throw me the most beautiful, sweet surprise engagement party. Okay, can I ask you a question about this? Yeah. Was it amazing? Was it special? It was incredible. It was so special. It was, it, I cried. And like my best friend from high school, Tara flew out from Berlin. Like talk about real friends. Do you feel like it would have been better or worse if Courtney and I had been there? I would say it would have been better. I feel like there was a lot of hesitation there. My hesitation was mm -hmm. whether or not I would make you and Courtney feel guilty. And I decided to go with yes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So I really wanted to come. I really wanted to come, but I just felt like... Yeah. There were a few things behind the scenes. I had a lot of thought processes, but the main thing was like, I just kind of felt like you might have wanted that with just those friends with like just that circle because like you're, yeah. I, I just feel like I'm not like always invited to stuff with all those friends. It's kind of like a different crew for you. Okay. And I didn't just want you to have into to... a much bigger conversation. <laughs> no, it's just like, I didn't want to, you'd have to straddle multiple spheres. Like I didn't want you to have yeah. one, you know what I mean? Like I wanted, I want to do a fair. little family intimate thing when we get to Utah next week. Yeah. I didn't want to like impose, you know, sisters on the friend party. Absolutely. That makes sense. I'm not seeing it. You know, I'm not taking it personally that you guys weren't there. I think that because I was in the, the surprise mode, if you guys had happened to be there, that would have been like even more over the top, maybe slightly overwhelming because it's like, oh my gosh, literally every person from my life is here. Yeah. Um, like if mom and you know, the rest of the siblings were there as well, right. but it's okay. I'm not mad at you. Let's just be clear. I'm not mad at you for not being there. Going back to my engagement, which is super important to circle back on. I think we had four little 
get togethers like but they weren't as lavish as yours it was just like we saw like four different groups of friends and it was so nice to just like not have to be like saying hello to everyone in those and each little celebration it was like you're so comfortable and intimate with everyone it's just like you get to just be enjoying yourself rather than yeah saying hi and thanking everyone for coming and so I kind of just I don't know that was my thought process and we have a trip with family coming right literally up. in so a couple days great to, like relish in it then exactly so it's all good okay good no I'm not mad so far dreams have just been coming true left and right for me and I'm just yeah overwhelmed with like gratitude can we take a moment to talk about my solo episode yes back to you please <laughs> well take it away here's the thing I did not put in the episode title that it was going to be a solo episode. So this is the episode I did with Chandler was in Portugal. Mm-hmm. I did not put it in the title that it was going to be my so- a solo episode because I just figured no one would click on it if they knew that. I needed to trick them into this not experience. Not true. That's not true at all. And I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who wrote a review or sent a DM it was just so, so thoughtful and nice because I was very insecure about putting out that solo episode. Your episode was so good. Lauren, truly, you know, there might be a day where Lauren gives me the boot and I could get laid off from this position at at any point. But Lauren's episode was so funny. Ben and I laid in bed and we're listening to it, grinning from ear to ear. We sent you a picture of us just like laughing because your segment about ballerina farms, your beautiful takeaways, you're just... You've really got away with words, sis. Oh, well, I really, really appreciate that because I was sweating because like I, I did not want to do an episode without you. That's why I tried to get mom. I like, yeah. you know, corralled mom yeah. and then we got into a tiff and she wouldn't come on. And so then I'm just like all on my lonesome get, needing to put out a, well, an episode. The problem is you do a really good job whenever you do a solo episode. So... I don't know, man. I'm, I might be a, I might be no. high and dry a few more times. No, you're, you're an integral part of this podcast and it would, I could not do, I could not do it alone. So I am just so grateful you're back. So welcome back to the show as finally Thank you. a paid whore. Um, <laughs> for the time, I'm literally, I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm really sorry. I'm, I'm bringing shame down on the family name. Okay. Now that we've discussed your love, the love people have for my solo episode, we've gone back and circled mm-hmm. back on my engagement. Should we get to yes. the people splitting up the dissolutions in our midst? Oh my gosh. There's so many dissolutions. So you posted about a certain dissolution. Yeah. And I want you to know yeah. that I then had a dream starring the lead in that dissolution. Oh, you're going to blow. Kevin Costner. See, this is the thing. Chandler doesn't (laughs) want Ben to listen to this episode and hear this and think we just had this magical trip. She's dreaming about another man. Mm -hmm. And so she's blaming it on me. She's blaming her lustful dreams. (laughs) Chandler, you've already committed infidelity in your heart. I know I have. I I mean, but I don't think it, it wasn't a PG-13 dream. Revisionist history, I'm sure. I'm sure it it, was headed there. The story just completely changed in your mind. With my preamble. I would say it was more of like a TV 14. <laughs> what, what happened in so, it? <laughs> I feel like we were like in Montauk or something. It, we were in a, a gorgeous setting. Oh, gosh. And there were vibes. Okay. There were vibes. Okay. That's why I said TV 14. Well, glad to hear Chandler's already committed infidelity in her heart <laughs> before she's even walked down the Six aisle. Six days after getting engaged. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Fabulous. Um, okay, I do want to talk about the Kevin Costner divorce. Can I just get into it? 
Okay. So you texted me and said, there's a lot to get into here. So I am riveted. I purposefully did not read any articles because I want you to walk. Oh, great. Okay. Jenna. Well, there is so much to get into. So I'm thrilled to hear that. So Lauren, as we made our descent into New York, you know, from our beloved Guana Island trip, Mm. I got excited thinking about coming home to like my more simple routine food, like my Mm. clean, simple eats protein powder. Yeah, I feel like it's such a good staple because the protein powder, if you blend it with ice and water, you got vanilla frosty, essentially, if you like the Simply Vanilla. If you get chocolate brownie powder, you've got a chocolate frosty. You could do the mint chocolate chip, you got a thin mint frosty, or you just dissolve it in milk or water, and that also strangely tastes really good like chocolate milk it's a super fast easy quick snack also i just love that the ingredients are clean they're grass-fed it's 20 grams of protein for 110 calories it is just the best protein powder out there everyone go to cleansimbleeats.com and use the promo code pop apologist for 10 percent off that's pop apologist for 10 percent off cleansimbleeats.com pop apologist for 10 percent off Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. Pop Apologist 20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. Shana, I think to properly tell the story of Kevin Costner and his divorce from his wife, Christine, we need to go back to his first marriage and divorce. Okay. So let's rewind the clock to Kevin Costner's marriage to Cindy Silva. All right. They were married for 16 years. They had three children together. So Kevin's already had another family pre-Christine with Cindy. Okay. An age-appropriate love back in the day. And this is when it was, he was in the nineties and he was really, really, it was like Kevin Costner in his prime. Okay. Heyday. Heyday. Huge film after huge film. So anyway, in their divorce, she got an $80 million payout. And basically just took him to the cleaners, right? So I think there is a a congratulations that is well overdue on this podcast to Cindy Silva for making out like quite a bandit and also getting Kevin in his prime, you know? This woman. Yeah. Her cup runneth over. (laughs) For real. So Kevin on the heels, licking his wounds after the dissolution with Cindy, this was not something that he was going to let happen to him again okay there would not be a repeat of this decimation in court so he had an ironclad prenup with christine but before we get to the prenup let's get to the wedding chandler okay okay so christine and kevin got married in aspen and according to an article from people in 2004 costner 49 at the time pulled up to the ceremony in a horse-drawn carriage and Christine, 30, arrived soon after in a vintage green pickup truck. Cute. 
The pair tied the knot by a stream, then celebrated with their guests under a tent nearby. These two, according to a close friend, were like two little kids, so in love. Okay. Also, I want to say those details from the wedding. It sounds like rich people cosplaying as poor people. Mm -hmm. Well, that was last episode, so we're going to stick to current content, if you will. (laughs) Fast forward 18 years, Chandler, and these two, they're... I would say that while they might not be acting like little kids so in love, they're definitely still acting like children, squabbling over the details of their divorce. So Christine has filed for divorce. Okay. The stipulations in the prenup are exact. She would get a $1.5 million payout and no alimony. All right. Mm. So here is where now we're going to get into a little bit of speculation. Some people say... Kevin was a flagrant cheater, right? He was a dick. He was not like a good husband. This is all alleged. I don't want to hear from Mr. Costner's attorneys. This is a very small podcast. We can't afford it. So anyway, allegedly, Kevin was was not exactly full of fidelity throughout this marriage. Okay. Also, there was a rumor that he got a cast member on set pregnant. Of Yellowstone? Mm Mm-hmm. But that there's also now tons of headlines that say, you know, rumor debunked, not true. So who knows? I definitely do not have the answers today on this podcast. I wish I could drop that. The downloads, the downloads alone. Have you seen any of Yellowstone? You know what? I have not. Is that such a miss? I would say the first season, first and second season are a total hit. Really? And I will say he's pretty sexy in it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think that... He's pretty old, but like, yeah. I feel gross saying that. But like, he's just, you know, he's Kevin Costner. There's definitely a movie star allure, and he's very attractive. Mm -hmm. It is funny. If you Mm -hmm. look at his wedding pictures with Christine, it definitely looks like the bride and her dad. I don't know. It's just like, you know, he looks so much older than her. Yeah, look it up. Oh, my gosh. He looks so old. He's like, looks terrible in these photos. He looks so much older than her, don't you think? Yeah. Also, her styling, this wedding day styling is <laughs> so bad. I feel like his suit is like ill-fitting. I don't know. He just does not look good. The pictures bad. definitely right. yeah, do, are not giving celebrity $150 million wedding or whatever it was. I, I don't think it was $150 right. million. I think it was like a million or two. Anyway, let's get back to the dissolution. So some people will say he was a scoundrel. Some people will say that he was spending way too much time working, okay, that Mm. she wanted him home and he was just taking project after project and not keeping his promise that he would be home more with the kids. How many children do they have? They have three kids. Some more discerning, I would say, viewers of this dissolution or observers of this dissolution will say that, you know, Yellowstone is really a revival of Kevin Costner's career. So he had quite a few years without much in the hopper, Chandler. Absolutely. Uh, no, absolutely. In fact, seeing that he was in Yellowstone, I was like, oh, this guy's still acting. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so here is a conspiracy theory. A conspiracy theory is that Christine knows that basically if they were to divorce, that she gets $1.5 million and that's it. No alimony. So the only thing yeah. that she can get is child support. I don't believe, right. I'm only, I'm 99% sure that you cannot stipulate that there's no child support in a prenuptial agreement. 
as the daughter of a divorce attorney. I feel like I've heard mom say that. So anyway, so I think some people, some discerning viewers of this dissolution are really looking at this and saying, well, maybe Christine realized, you know, the youngest is 13. I have five years to get while the, mm-hmm. while the good is getting good. What is the phrase? Sure. So strike while the iron's hot. Yeah, exactly. Let me, let's just go with that one. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Like there's basically five years and also he's recently had totally. this career revival. So the order would be a lot larger than it would have right. you know, pre-Yellowstone. And let me just add a little bit of color here. Uh, the last season of Yellowstone has not been very good. In fact, Ben and I didn't even finish watching oh, it. Oh, really? So, yeah. Things were headed south. Yeah. Christine saw the writing on the wall. Christine saw the writing on the wall and whether also he didn't spend much time at home too and she was already unhappy, she suspected affairs, who knows, but she filed. Who knows? Who cares? Who knows? Who cares? When she filed, she originally requested $250,000 a month, Chandler, in child support. Mm, That checks out. That sounds like about right. This this 13-year-old just has like (laughs) high demands for what they need. This 13-year-old needs 250 grand a month. That's just the going rate of having kids these days, everybody. I just want you to get so excited because I'm going to walk <laughs> you through all of the reasons Christine says that she deserves 250 grand a month. Are you excited to hear <gasps> about this? Oh my gosh. Like you have like a receipt, like an itemized list. Oh, I looked through the documents, baby. Okay. You ready for this? Oh, okay, yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so Christine is asking, excuse me, for $248,000 a month in child support. And she says, Chandler, this figure is actually less than the amount needed to maintain the children in their accustomed lifestyle. So she is actually giving Kevin a deal. She is also requesting that Mr. Costner pay 100% of their private school tuition, extracurricular activities, and healthcare expenses for their three children, Caden, 16, Hayes, 14, and Grace, 13. Okay. Okay. There's no okay. request for spousal support because obviously the ironclad prenup. Okay. So all three children are under the age of 18. Yes. All three. But you know. That makes a little bit more sense. Yeah, for sure. Give her the money, Kevin. <laughs> 250. Money. I mean, inflation has really hit every home in America. Everyone is feeling it. It's hilarious to me that this money needs to go to the extracurriculars. Like is the boys and girls club costing more than it ever has is AYSO soccer. I guess that was just, that's just Orange County thing, but how could these extracurriculars be costing this much a month? Well, it's a great question Chandler. So I'm going to walk you through some of the extracurriculars. Okay. So, but first let's get to some of the the documented income. So in 2022, Kevin's income was listed at 19,517,000 and their family expenses, not including taxes were listed at 6.5 million. So 19.5 million in income, 6.5 million in expenses. So the net income for the Mm. family after all expenses and taxes was 7.5 million. So here are some of the expenses Chandler, which is driving toward this 250K figure. Regular travel to the Caribbean, Hawaii, and Aspen. And the regular entertaining of guests requiring caterers or chefs. In addition, upkeep of their several large estates costing about $2 million a year. All right. Oh, of course. The kids the kids are used to having dinner parties in Aspen. I don't know about you, but And they're gonna know that something's gone wrong. They're gonna be like, we're children of divorce, we don't have dinner parties anymore. For me as a child, it was always really important to know that I could count on getting to the Caribbean, getting to Hawaii, getting to Aspen. Yeah. Okay. When I had breaks from my private right. schools. And I can't imagine mm-hmm. the trauma that the Costner children will live through if they are potentially mm-hmm. not going to take these same trips. 
if Kevin doesn't pay for it now, he's going to pay for it. Later. <laughs> That's so true. Uh, all right. So in the document, this was Kevin's counteroffer. He agreed to pay for 38000 a month in child support in addition to 100% of the child-related costs, including private schools, tuition, books, fees, uniforms, school trips, sports, camps, and other agreed-upon extracurricular activities. Note that nowhere in there are there trips to the Caribbean, Hawaii, or Aspen, or the entertaining of guests with caterers and chefs. He also agreed to pay uh, 30k a month toward a rental home for Christine, as well as a $10,000 advance to assist her in moving costs. But Christine Chandler said, this is not nearly enough, okay? And I'm going to walk you through the lifestyle that her and the children were living so you can see what a pittance this uh, 30K in discretionary money after all expenses are paid for. Because just to re-sum up, 30K a month to spend on a house, all expenses paid for for the kids, which are the vast majority of expenses, and then 30K a month you know, to cover remaining bills and extra money. All jokes aside, I'm trying to figure out how I could spend 30K a month or how that would not be enough money for me. And I'm struggling. You could probably pay a good mortgage, like 30, that's 20K and just like whatever else you need. The kids stuff is already paid for. I'm struggling to figure out how this is not enough money. Well, Chandler, I'm going to share with you why Christine thinks that attitude is short-sighted. Okay. So okay. her okay. request for, so she came back asking for 160 from that offer, 160 a month in addition to the 30K home, all of the expenses being paid. And she said that this request, Chandler, is about so much more than material things. This is a spiritual request, okay? On the stand. She said that this is spiritual. No, that was my addendum. That was my little flourish. But she said, quote, it's about so much more than material things. So on the stand, Christine explained how a decrease in financial status would affect their children. She said, in part, Mm. their children are very connected to the ocean, okay? It's their home. And noted the surf. I can understand that the surf garage at the Santa Barbara compound on the cliff is fifty steps from toes in the water. Okay, mm. mm-hmm. and <laughs> she said it's so much more than this. It's an experience. We've created quite a community in the Santa Barbara compound. The home, as stated in court, includes a volleyball court, a garden, an infinity pool, and two guest houses. Christine continued, we create whatever we can dream of there. Okay. The kids won't be able to dream anymore, Kevin. (laughs) You know the pain that so many children feel every year when their parents divorce and suddenly it's more than 50 steps to putting toes in the water? I was just going to say, do you want to know the pain of 51 steps, 60 steps, (laughs) toe to toe? (laughs) If I have to take a step a over drive. 50 to have toes in the water, I, I'm sorry, but that should be the poverty line in America. But Joe Biden, it are you listening? Be. It should be. Nancy Pelosi? Are you listening? <laughs> Let's also talk about the fact that, I don't know, I just feel like surf community is not one of like status or wealth. Maybe I'm wrong. But this like- is speaking as someone who's clearly never been to Malibu's richest enclaves. He's never spent much time on, in Santa Barbara surfside well, communities. Yes. We're from humble San Clemente, I Chandler. I know that's true. That's true. We're showing We're our roots. Like, yeah. Additionally, this is what her attorney argued, Chandler. She said, because the children fly on private aircraft to go on luxury vacations when they're with their father, the family code dictates that Kevin should pay sufficient child support to Christine so that the children can go on comparable vacations when they are with her. All right? 
to have to reacclimate from private to coach. No, that's not happening, Diane. It's just like it's just too much for a, ch- a small child. You know, children are just <laughs> their, their brains are developing. This is like you know they should just be protected at all costs from any discomfort. They already have to get used to living in two separate homes to have to also learn about TSA. It's too much to adjust to for children. Okay, and we need to stand for children. Literally, we need to protect children. I just had a vision slash nightmare of the Costner children being yelled at by TSA employees as they're trying to get their MacBook Pro's latest edition out of their backpacks fast enough. It's it's horrendous. It's horrific to consider. Chandler, this is what Christine said in court. Okay, you ready for this? She said that luxury is in the teenager's DNA at this point. Sis, this I kind of like her. I like her. I like whoever is co-signing this statement. I have goosebumps. Luxury is also in my DNA. Can Christina dot wow. me? Like what? I'm sorry. Luxury is in also, their DNA. Just, Christine, I feel so seen. I I feel incredibly seen. That's going on some merch. Luxury is in their DNA, Lauren. Judge. <laughs> Judge. Like, if the justice jury? system in this country is not broken, Chandler, if justice will prevail in this case, <laughs> the luxury in their DNA will still be allowed to be, you know, expressed, turned on, apparently. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Chandler, on the stand, Christine tearfully recounted Christmas parties they had where trucks of 40 tons of snow were brought into their 10 acre plot where they would hire all the animals from the stable in Bethlehem for the children to ride as well as creating a forest of fir trees and a path for toboggan runs (laughs) (laughs) and I thought when mom got us all iPods with our name engraved on the back like I was basically like I was living the high life I was like we are a rich family that was the luxury is in our DNA moment. <laughs> Absolutely. Us. Wow. Also, you, th- if these kids are like between the ages of 13 and 16, I'm sorry, Christine, they don't give a flying SHAT <laughs> about the fake snow or the animals. No, they're just like, can we get this Christmas party over so I can go smoke jewels with my friends at their literally, infinity pools? <laughs> literally, all these kids want is like an iPhone. Oh, fully. They just want privacy with their friends to get up to the debauchery that rich kids get up to. Right. Um, right. Anyway. So I can go to Whippets. I want to also walk you through Chandler. The squalor that Christine has been forced to move into since departing oh, no. the family compound in Santa Barbara. Okay. The oceanfront compound. Tell me. Tell me. Did she find a, an apartment complex in Montecito? Did she find one? Like I've been searching for. It might as well be that, Chandler, because this is something that her attorney said. The home she's in right now is not suitable. It's across the freeway. She's had to drive from an oceanfront home across the freeway inland, Chandler, in Montecito. Like, how embarrassing. It's disgusting. I mean, I don't even want to. I shudder to think about how many steps that is. (laughs) I don't even think it's within walking distance. Okay. Oh, and that ah. is the cross to bear of the Costner children. Okay. Mr. Costner was cross-examined in court and he was asked if the single property Christine has been reduced to living in can even compare to his five lot compound. And during her testimony, Christine laid out in detail how Kevin's property is superior to hers, talking her lawyers through a series of photos showing the chic interior. Okay. Okay. 
So she explained, the main home has an infinity pool that overlooks the Pacific Ocean with decor that combines striped rugs and tan leather couches and cream walls for a look that emphasizes California living. All right? Sure. Gorgeous. (laughs) Who would ever want to leave? On top of that... Mr. Costner's home is decked out for water sports with a surfing garage filled with surfboards, wetsuits, and diving equipment. The eldest son, Chandler, Caden, 16, even has his own boat kept out at the property, which he uses for fishing trips to the Channel Islands and for diving. Oh, Oh my gosh. I'm looking at the pictures of his home right now. It is beautiful. When I was 16, I was working at Golden Spoon, okay? I was working at Golden Spoon, and sometimes I would walk there because I didn't have a car yet. And now all of a sudden, I need to get on better help when I think about Caden and his boat that he sails to the Channel Islands on. The Channel Islands. I thought like the Channel Islands were like only something for money launderers. <laughs> that's for Kevin Costner's son, too. It's gorgeous. I Shocking. mean, this is a breathtaking lifestyle, Chandler. And Christine was forced out of it, okay, after she filed for divorce. In the prenuptial agreement, he actually already owned this home, and it was stipulated that she would have to vacate the premises. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? (laughs) You know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about Framebridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a layperson like yourself. Everyone, see why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app. So here's my question. Yeah. I just have one major question. Yeah. Why is this woman getting a divorce? (laughs) Honestly, it is a mystery yet to be unveiled, but I truly think that she knows that this marriage doesn't have the legs. It's not going to go the distance. And if they get a divorce in five years, once the Mm. youngest child is 18, she's walking away with a cruel 1.5. Right. Basically zero. Basically nothing. So let's take a journey, though, from the oceanfront compound with the toy boat outside for the young child across the freeway Chandler Inland, ew, to Montecito. Disgusting. Where Christine now resides. Okay. By contrast to Mr. Costner's home with its great expanse of Pacific Ocean views, Christine's new rental, Chandler, has no views at all. Okay. The driveway. Don't tell me it's interior facing. (laughs) Chandler, it is just a Montecito garden backyard. There is no ocean within sight. Devastating. I mean, Lauren, it really is about so much more than just material things. Wouldn't you agree? 
Absolutely. It's so much more than material things. We're talking about sensory experiences like sea views. The home Christine has been forced to reside in does not even compare to the marital home she was forced to leave. Of course. The new home does have a pool with guest accommodations inside, but Christine complained that visitors would have to go inside the main house to use the shower. Okay. Stop. Yeah. Where did this woman come from? Is she, <laughs> did, she, did she come from money? I, I don't know if she came from money, but she got used to money real quick. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen a person do rich better than her. <laughs> this is also... Besides maybe Lucille Bluth. <laughs> can, I, can I just say that there's nothing I would love more than a kind of serious HBO miniseries that's kind of a big little lies adjacent. I'm thinking gorgeous cliffside home about a divorcee yep. forced to accustom herself to a inland Montecito lifestyle, no ocean mm -hmm. views. Okay. Mm -hmm. We're talking about gorgeous cashmere's windswept vistas overlooking the ocean and then a U-Haul truck to a home that only has a garden pool. I feel like right. that's an untold and no story and no cats shower. It is an untold story. <laughs> And, and you know what? And if the writer strike keeps that from happening, <laughs> I think we should get the reality TV cameras up and rolling. And I think we should maybe have a reality TV show about her trying to get a job or trying to make it. <laughs> if WAG, SAG after or whatever it's called, if they think that the reality reckoning is going to be a problem, they haven't seen anything for the reckoning that's going to come if I don't get this miniseries someday. <laughs> Let's see here. She also complained in court that her son, Hayes, would need to share a bathroom with daughter, Grace. Okay. Because I guess all the children don't have their own bathrooms. So Christine said in court that she needs a home that'll provide a comparable lifestyle for her children. Um, and it needs to be comparable to the property of Mr. Costner. I mean, California law says that children need to have the, you know, the standard of living as the richest parent. And this is mom. Mom always said this on new client calls growing up. If the less affluent spouse benefits, so be it. Okay. So be it. So that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Kevin. It. Exactly. The interesting part about this is Kevin basically said he was like, yo, my income, like it could go down very quickly with not signing on to more projects. Like if some projects yeah. don't work out and he's like, I could run out of cash very quickly and be forced to sell one of his many estates, Chandler, which he has been building for years. Oh, no, no, which is unfathomable. Unfathomable. Yeah. Let's never, we're not going to let that happen. Kevin, no. we're not going to let that happen. Okay. So when Kevin was leaving court, he, this is what he had to say. He said, this is a horrible place to be, but this is where we're at. He said, you have to remember there's someone I love on the other side of this. Okay. It feels so bad. Mm. He said, we're talking about somebody I love on the other side. I just can't. Okay. And he also said he wasn't laughing about their divorce proceedings, despite, I guess, having cracked a joke on the stand because Christine said that he was making more money than he said in documents. And on the stand, I guess, Kevin crack the joke that they'll have to launch a treasure hunt to find it. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, I, well, you know, you know what I have to tell you when I first saw him going out of court and saying that I'm like, this man still loves this woman. Like, Oh my gosh. But then 
I talked to mom about it and yeah. mom, what mom said is she thinks that Kevin knows the judge will see anything that he says about this divorce. The judge will see the headlines. And so if oh, he acts flippant or he if he does not seem like he's right. taking it seriously, then that could actually come back to hurt him in court. Right. That will not bode well. No. Wow. Anyway. Okay. I mean, who do you take the side of? What do you think? What would you do? If you were the judge here. Well, here's actually where it could get very dicey for Christine. I think that sometimes teenagers can be short-sighted and I think they can be shallow. I think they can, I don't know. I feel like I had one friend in high school who basically her parents got a divorce and she just took the side of the dad because the dad was way more chill and lenient and had a nicer house. And that tracks, right? You're a teenager. You want to do what you want. You want to live in the nicer house. I'm sure the other parent had, you know, a lot of emotional issues. You don't want to deal with that stress and you make that deal with the devil. And Mm -hmm. anyway, so I think that what could happen here is if the kids, because the kids, once a kid gets to, I think 13 or 14, they decide who they live with. And so if he gets sole custody, that child support could go away completely. So it's quite the role of the dice for Christine. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess we will see. We'll, I'm sorry. We already know what happens. He was ordered to pay 60000 in child support a month, plus all the expenses and the thirty k a month for the house. So what I think is that my takeaway is that, what is that? Sixty grand a month for five years. Well, it's going to get reduced because yeah. it gets reduced every time a child hits 18. It just doesn't seem like yeah. enough time for her to put away enough money for the rest of her life. No. Right. Well, especially if she wants to live in the lap of luxury. No, and that's over. And that's another thing that I think is interesting. You know, I think that when you're flying private and you live this crazy life, right? I'm sure there are going to be a huge number of her friends. You know, she can't keep up with that lifestyle anymore. I think that there are true friends and there are situational friends, and I'm sure she's going to find out, you know, which are which in her life. Another reckoning, like you said. Anyway, I stand with Christine. I stand with anyone who makes the case that luxury can be in a person's DNA and that is why they need more money. I mean, that just rings so true to every cell in my body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wow. So if you okay, want a luxury well, is in my DNA hat, you know, send a DM. Those might be available for pre-order very soon. Very soon. I hate to continue this, you know, spirit of divorce and dissolution, but there is another marriage that is in choppy water. Okay. Not quite in court fighting over alimony. Yeah. But, you know, a relationship that I thought was rock solid that's potentially headed for the big D. Lauren, we're talking about Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. I know Joe Jonas was in the Jonas Brothers, a popular boy band, but that was more of your time than mine as the elder sister. And do you know anything about. I know nothing about about my history. Oh, your history with the Jonas Brothers? Joe Jonas. It's just kind of embarrassing. Yeah. You've never really asked me and you've never really delved into this part of my history, but I think it's worth I don't think anyone had to ask who lived with you growing up. There was a big crush on Joe Jonas. I was a huge Joe Jonas fan. He was the Jonas brother that I had selected for myself. And I had such a such a strong desire for him that I had one particular pivotal moment in my in my youth that then became the namesake for my Finsta. Do you know anything about this? Oh, zebra undies for Joe Jonas. Yeah. 
And I think it's worth, I, I might've told this story before, but I think it's time to tell it again. Let's tell it. Let's tell it. Because it would appear that things are getting shaken up in the, uh, in the Jonas Turner household. Oh yeah. And you're not married yet. And I'm not married yet. <laughs> you never know what could happen. Okay. This story is just hilarious because it really shows what a teenage boy band can do to a, you know, young religious girl. Mm, okay. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. I'm going to quickly share this and it's not something that I'm necessarily not proud of, but it's not something that I widely share often Okay. Uh, until, you know, this moment. I went to a Jonas Brothers concert when I was, I think I was around 14 or 15, okay. right? And I was going with my mom and little sister. Yeah. And, you know, in preparation for this concert, where it was the first time I was going to see Joe Jonas in the flesh, I thought there was potentially a chance that things were going to happen, that things were going to become PG-13 with him and I. Oh, for sure. That was definitely, I think, like all girls going to a concert, there's always that in the back of their minds. And you never know. You were hot back then. Thank you. It was the era of One Less Lonely Girl, where Justin Bieber would pluck a girl out of the crowd on stage. And, you know, you just, you never know what could happen. You never know what could happen. And this was the closest I was going to get to Joe Jonas. I feel like we we were separated by five years. And in that five years, the gals your age, the 95ers, they really had a Justin Bieber, Jonas brother heyday that, yep. you know, yep. women my age were not delighted with. We did not have the same right. kind of like boyish, cute pop star to feast our eyes and hearts on. And I'm jealous of that experience. I would say the closest thing you got was maybe Aaron Carter. May God rest his soul. Yeah. It's not the same. It doesn't slap the same. It's not the same. Yeah. Same recipe, but the sauce doesn't taste the same. Disgusting. Wow. All that is to say that I ended up wearing zebra underwear to this Joe Jonas or Jonas Brothers concert okay. in preparation and it hopes that potentially something would get to be PG-13. I had no idea how this would happen. I had no idea really what, what PG-13 even meant at that time, mm. but I was going to be ready because just in case I was not going to be, you know, caught dead, not prepared. For sure. Absolutely. Okay. Did you have them in your hand or were you actually wearing them? Oh, that's what I wore. Okay. That's what I wore. And I just remember, I just distinctly remember being oh, like, so when whatever, 14 or 15, you guys hooked up, he would putting be delighted them on. with animal print, an yes. animal print yes. panty. Yes. Great. Yes. I was like, as I, I just truly remember, and this is like kind of mortifying, but you know, this is just real life, everybody. I just remember thinking to myself, like, I have to be as hot as possible from stem to stern. Yeah. Just in case. Just in case. And, and, and I was prepared. So anyways, that's why my Finsta is called Zebra Undies for Joe Jonas. And it's going to remain that way because it looks like, you know, he might be back on the market. Exactly. So we can get into that. Let's get into it because I need your help figuring out this whole dissolution. Specifically, who is Sophie Turner? See, this is where the generational divide is so clear. How, well, have you watched Game of Thrones? No, I haven't. Oh, see, it's actually, it doesn't have anything to do with age for once, <laughs> but it's just ga <laughs> Game of Thrones. She's in Game of Thrones. Okay. So she's, she's an like actor. She's one not of the just main a model. People in Game of Thrones. No, no, she's an actress, actor, excuse me. And she met Joe Jonas when she was 19. Okay. They dated for a year and then they got engaged a year later and then they, they had two weddings actually. Oh, I saw the weddings. So they got engaged and they had a impromptu Las Vegas wedding after the Billboard Music Awards. Okay. And then they got married for real, for real in the South of France. So a she couple, looked so pretty a couple at interesting the wedding. things here. 
Yeah. And also, and the, the Vegas one, like kind of broke the internet. Like it was just like, so cool. I remember looking at it and being like, well, damn, I, I really think he's very cool. And you know, he's still, he lives up to the hype in my opinion. And to this day, or is he kind of over to this day? Okay. I mean, he, his music career might be kind of over, but I think he's the most likable Jonas brother. Oh, interesting. And I think he's very cool. You know what I just and I think realized he has too? You also got Harry Styles. Yeah. See, like the Harry Styles, like everyone in that, like it was like, it's a lot. It's a lot for straight young if women. If you want to walk through a, a timeline of the men I've been attracted to, it's like Orlando Bloom, mm. Joe Jonas, Harry Styles. Does it get any better than that? Ben Manning. My gut tells me. me. I'm getting a revelation right now that this dissolution is very much giving Miranda Kerr and Orlando Bloom in so much that Miranda was like this hot model at the height of her career, marries Orlando Bloom when he's the boy. And then his career kind of takes a dive. And I feel like maybe Sophie Turner's looking for her next catch. I appreciate that work that your brain just did, but uh, <laughs> that's not true at all. <laughs> because Joe, I would say that honestly, the Jonas Brothers had already peaked by the time Sophie and him got together. I think he was twenty six and she was nineteen. Oh, interesting. Like, they weren't. It was not like you know, in, in their total heyday. Okay. I would say. Okay. So let me get back though to this Vegas wedding. Apparently, in the research I did for this segment, they broke up the day before Whoa. that Vegas wedding, okay. that impromptu Vegas wedding passionate and, and they had full cold feet for like a day uh she said the breakup had to do with her mental health issues she says quote i was going through this phase of being very mentally unwell and he was like i can't be with you until you love yourself i can't see you love me more than you love yourself and she says that was something him doing that i think he kind of saved my life in a way end quote wow. so that was why they like broke up but then they obviously ended up going through with it and sources kind of report that you know, he pulled the plug right before, but then they ended up reconciling. She kind of made it sound like it was both of their decision. So fast forward to present day. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. The two have sold their beachfront Miami mansion. Ugh, 15 million. I for, read. I think for 15 million, but I also heard that that's kind of like under what it okay. could have gone for, but that it was a quicker a fire sale. sale, a fire sale. And they didn't buy a new home. Mm. They don't have, they haven't bought a new one and they're living separately. Mm. So, there's a little bit of a slant on some of the reporting, I would say, from TMZ and People. Okay. That definitely makes it sound like Joe is this, like, heroic parent. They're like, you know, Joe's been watching the two kids while she's been filming in the UK. And it's like, that's just called parenting. Yeah, that's right. not necessarily, totally. like... He's been babysitting for months now. Right. Literally. And I just... It's like, well, if the situation was reversed and, you know, she was watching the two kids while he was going to film, they like, that, that would just life. be called, like, normal life. Yeah. Literally normal life. But that's the slant. And then I think the other thing that fans are paying attention to is whether or not he's wearing his wedding ring. You know, it was reported that he wasn't wearing it at some of the shows, but then he was wearing it at one of the more recent ones. Then he wasn't. And then they they posted a photo this weekend of them like relaxing and he's wearing it. And so there's this a little bit of like ring watching happening. Mm, Yeah. I do think that the most damning detail to me is that it's reported by people in TMZ that he has retained a divorce lawyer yeah that definitely would spell divorce that's for sure right why would he post a photo of himself wearing his wedding ring over the past weekend i don't know it sounds like i mean if he's really has a divorce lawyer maybe he just had it on out of habit i don't know maybe that's naive maybe he's playing yeah, games maybe with her maybe it, chandler she's the one headed for divorce and he wants her to know he's still in it okay well yeah i mean 
funny you should say that a friend of hers posted a photo of her and she's not wearing her ring in it oh there we go there we go it's fully sub- yeah. messages you know these are yeah, AIM it might be messages away messages essentially if we go back to you know the early 2000s it does make me sad because i i really like them together i thought they were great you know i had moved past some of my jealousy issues so, <laughs> sadly how big of you i'm sad to see them you know potentially dissolve dissolute whatever Divorce. I think I'm very ambivalent about this couple, if I'm being completely honest, only because I'm ambivalent okay. about the Jonas Brothers. Um, and again, it, they were just a little bit ahead of my time, unfortunately. But I do think that it's always sad when people who had a stunning wedding get divorced. I'll never look at those totally. wedding photos the same. She looked so good at that wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she's beautiful. But yeah, he's he's hitting the market. So how are you feeling about your engagement? It's rocky. Yeah. It's touch and go. We're taking it day by day. Yeah, for sure. Hour by hour. For sure. I mean, after the Kevin Costner dream, it could not be worse. The timing of this could not be worse is what I was going to say. Yeah. Let's just put it that way. But, you know, we'll see. It could be posted. One final note here, something I didn't realize until I did the research. She was quite young when they got together. Mm -hmm. So, and they have two children together. She was 19 when they met. By the time she was 23, I think she had two children. Yeah, that is young. And I think that's really young. I think that's really young. And I'm not saying that she's like abandoning ship or anything like that. But I do think it's pretty striking how young they were when they got married, or at least how young she was, and then how quickly they decided to, you know, have a family. And I think that's just, that's a lot for a person who is honestly very young. It is a lot. It is a lot. But it's also, I will say, was the norm for most of human history. Especially it's a lot when you like are 19 and 23 and have nothing, but you have everything, all the means at your disposal. It's honestly, it's like a normal life trajectory. I think it's just very out of character for celebrities to have children that young. Are they religious? The Jonas Brothers definitely used to be, but like not, not in any type of like real way. Yeah. Well... We will have to see what happens Mm -hmm. with my beloved Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Please send your prayers and thoughts for my engagement. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Stay tuned. We really love you. If you want to hear more details about my engagement, it's all on the Patreon. That's right. Enjoy. Enjoy. And everyone, please, if you like this podcast, share it. Put it on your Instagram stories. Include a link. Help us grow this show so we keep doing it. I think that's the best way to keep us on the airwaves is to share it and help us grow. We truly appreciate it. And then, um, yeah, we will catch you on Friday on Patreon. Love you. Bye. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Hey, hey, it's Donna from Daily Dose of Donna. Every weekday afternoon on the Daily Dose of Donna podcast, I cover all of the reality TV and celeb gossip and breaking news. I'm a former TV casting director. My husband works in reality TV, and I live for the housewives, the sister wives, the southern charmers, and the summer housers. 
And let's be honest, all of the drama. I'll give you a day's worth of celebrity and reality news weekday afternoons in just under an hour. New episodes of Daily Dose of Donna post weekday afternoons and are now available in video on Spotify. Subscribe to Daily Dose of Donna. That's D-A-N-A on your podcast app.